<laughs> All right, so the Simpsons are going to Canada. I taught a drum lesson today. I was probably in like the nicest apartment I've ever been in, like ever. Mm-hmm. It was two floors. It was massive. Everything was just so big and luxurious. Every room in Manhattan, in Manhattan, on the Upper East yeah. Upper East Side. Upper East Side. It was like Park and Eighty Sixth. Mm-hmm. And man, I was like, I don't even think like Trey's place is this nice. <laughs> what do you think though? You do for a living? Can't be anything fun. I think he has a Family Guy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he ha- he had his own bathroom, and they wouldn't even let you use it. He w- yeah, like the babysitter was like, "Can your drum teacher use the bathroom?" And he's like, "No," and like made me go to another one. Maybe like he's a seven year old kid. Why do you have to ask him to use the bathroom? I'm like, you just say, dude. "Hey, dude, I'll be right back," and you do it. Like this kid's seven. He's an adult. He this kid's seven, and if he has a girl that. over, she ne- she doesn't even have to put her clothes on to go to the bathroom. You know. It's <laughs> like he's doing better than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You wish you were his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm never going to go there ever again. The kid fucking sucked. I showed him like the Bonham, like from Moby Dick. The... Yeah. You know, like the kick pattern. Mm-hmm. And like, I was just like, see, this is like a really simple thing. That sounds really cool. Right. I like asked him to do it and I'm like, isn't that cool? And he's just like, and I'm like, all right, this kid shouldn't be playing drums. Cause if you don't think that that's cool, don't fucking play the drums because it's like literally like, I remember listening to like the, the end of that Moby Dick solo. And he's just like kick right, left. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, yeah. And it's really easy to do. But you also have to have the, uh, I would call it like a snap and, you know, just that thunder and the finesse uh-huh. and the power. John Bonham. Yeah, he banged the fuck out of those drums, dude. And like I moved away from Bonham for a while, you know, getting into like jam bands and like funk and like fusion music, you know, thinking like, oh, these are these guys with their little, you know, just the way that Bonham fucking threw the thunder into each note that he played. So much definition. There's no like ghost notes because all those notes were alive, man. They yeah. were just alive. Anyway, where was I going I, with this? I don't know. I think they're all ghost notes now. Where was I going with this? Just like, you know, have intention with whatever it is that you're doing. Don't ever do something because I don't know, like, I guess it's cool or like, I don't know, like someone said that I should be here. Just like do do it because find that one reason why you should do something. But one person that you look up to, that's a hero and like go after that, you know? Yeah. Just go after that. Well, man, you just got to realize you don't have to, you don't have to subscribe to everyone else's definition of you or what they think you should be. Right. Whether it's yeah. your parents, your school, your church, you know, your girlfriend. <laughs> you just got to figure out what's right for you. And 
live more authentically to that. And what does that mean? What does that look like? I don't know. It's going to be different for you. I can't tell you, but we're trying to right. figure it out. Well, I think we can get distracted and we can also just like find false hope and false inspiration. There's a lot of bad information out there on like playing music. If you go on YouTube, there's so many, so many different, different teachers that you could go to just on the internet to get ideas. And maybe this person shouldn't be the person that you base your life around. There are so many different memes on Instagram where if you decide that you just want to be a negative person, you can find things to support that and keep you validated as just like a negative, just like, Oh, this is me. And it's like a just defense mechanism. Yeah. We talked about this before on the show. Just like if you go out in the world and you're like, everything sucks, people are awful. Nothing good's ever going to happen. That's all you'll ever see. That's all that you'll ever achieve. You're talking but the th- law of attraction here, dude. But like you gotta the, carry some. The funny thing <laughs> is crystals in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of crystals? <laughs> uh, crystal burgers, dude. Um, <laughs> you know, with the little onions. Oh, dude, I know about crystal burger, man. <laughs> no, but you know, it is funny because I just know people that it's like, you know, they like to share the on their story, just like self-deprecating stuff or on their pages or whatever. And, like, it is funny a lot of the time, you know, because we do, human beings do have pretty horrible habits, and and we'd like to do just kind of, like, we always want to do the opposite of what the productive, nice thing. And it's that that little bit of rebellion, a little bit of breaking the norm, a little bit of that punk rock nihilism of, like, Mm -hmm. you know, all right, well, I'm going to just admit the worst part of myself, you know, for this joke. Yeah, it's like Scarface. It's like, oh, let me just... Let me just glorify all these like bad things about me. Like let me let me let me identify with the bad guy. All right, well I'm going to go take the poster off my wall. <laughs> <laughs> A human nature is very interesting. This little kid just didn't want to play the drums today. And that's you know, I was just not the guy. I'm Have you taken I, any lessons before? He did, but it sounded like, you know, sounded like uh, he uh, ran the other teacher off. It just wasn't a very conducive environment for me to teach this kid in, for me to come into his, like, room in his fucking mansion inside this, like, apartment building. Yeah. And you know, and you're like, he's just, like, after school, he doesn't want to fucking do anything. You got to pull him out of their home, get him on a neutral ground, and be like, all right, this is a space to learn. Yeah, yeah, you're come into a- my office. Step yeah. into my office. This is how it's going to get done. All right, Sonny? Right. You know, um, so I, I was like already set up for like, I was just like, all right, he's got this like electronic kit. It's like not even set up that well. Yeah. And he doesn't even know who John Bonham is. <laughs> <laughs> so how the fuck was I supposed to yeah. have any success? You know, I, years ago, I used to teach guitar lessons and I taught kids and adults. And, you know, I had some great, really wonderful students who like picked it up and really had a lot of fun with it and got good very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then I just, you know, had shitty little kids who I teach them for like a very long time. And there was no progress because, again, they can't sit and focus. They don't want to listen. Like, I'm like, who's your favorite band? Who's your favorite guitar player? They don't even, you know, they like bts or something right right but then fast forward or i guess maybe rewind actually to (laughs) when i went to when i went to school for music and there were still kids there were that were great 
but they didn't want to listen to anyone and they just wanted to play what they were good at and that's that's the thing with music is yeah that was the same thing with these kids who only know how to play a couple of nirvana riffs or that's the same thing with these guys in mm-hmm. you know school for music it's like they they want to just do the thing they're good at and not expand their boundaries there's too many egos like ego is really going to hold you back as an artist your ego is really going to limit your creativity it's going to limit your joy when you can't be open to new ideas trying things a different way and you can't be happy for the success of others it'll destroy you yeah stick to pancakes kids all right all right let let go of it all right let it go let it go but now but your legos it is this kind of this interesting thing and how do we make progress in our musicianship because there are people that are just naturally gifted. I mean, a lot of the time, it is, it is just about persistence. It's about doing it all the time. It's about there is just a lot of natural ability to. Well, especially you carry, if you carry a song in your heart every day, mm-hmm. you can kind of just like dance along, you yeah. know. I mean, well, some people do have like a natural ear for it, and then like they're allowed to like find, you know, how to sing and how to just kind of make it work or maybe you're the kind of person who you just got to really sit and grind it out until you build up some chops. Right. And you know, it totally, you know, depends on how you grew up, what you were listening to when you were growing up. Mm-hmm. Cause some people just might have come from families that like their parents didn't listen to music. Yeah. That's wild. I mean, at least my family, they put on the radio and then when I became a teenager, my dad would give me more of an education on mm-hmm. like rock bands. <laughs> yeah. Like Aerosmith. Uh, ACDC was, you know, the number one. Mm-hmm. You know, riding around and he's just telling me about every song that comes on the classic rock station. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like learning how to play guitar. I'm like, hell yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, I remember listening to a lot of Beatles growing up. My parents listened to the Beatles. Led Zeppelin I came into on my own. I don't think my parents, I think my dad owns a single Led Zeppelin record. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. Yeah, I got into Led Zeppelin on my own, you know, Pink Floyd. Uh, yeah, you know, just like that that thing. So if you want to learn how to do that thing, Nick is available for drum lessons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm not cheap. Yeah. Yeah, I got a gig coming up. All right, tell me about your gig. Yeah, I got this uh, new group I'm doing with uh, my brother Tom and this bass player Jake who I jammed with Jake at an open jam in the city. And like after we jammed the first time, like a bunch of people came up to me and they were like, you should definitely keep playing with that guy. You guys kind of had a meet cute. Yeah. You know, sparks were flying. I just remember just like, I just started playing and it was love Jake, at first. Riff. Jake's just like dancing. And I'm just like, did you, you know? And then I was just like, all right, like, it felt really good, you know, and everyone was like, like more than one person came up to me and was like, you and that guy should play together. So, yeah, the band's called Nice Time. It's my brother Tom and I were, I guess, we're songwriting partners on, on in this group. And uh, I said, well, my name's Nick. Your name's Tom. Nice time. That was, <laughs> that was how I came up with it. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, a story for the ages. I was like, that. I feel like that. This makes sense. Let and it be documented here uh, when the rock historians are going back to write the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I got some original tunes that I'm excited to share with my friends. And uh, when's the gig? It's uh, February 11th at Arlene's Grocery. Sick. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I was wondering when you get to like the most important part. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just talking about my stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's great, man. I'm sorry to. Uh, February 11th, Arlene's Grocery at eight o'clock p.m. Yeah, check it out. And I, you know, I um, I've got a podcast about The Simpsons. You should check out. It's called Hetty Green Terrace. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Justin Thompson. Justin's got a residency at uh on Broadway. Yeah, I'm on Broadway. Uh, I'm I'm living the dream. I'm doing shows at Broadway Comedy Club. Uh, I'm doing shows at Broadway Comedy Club. It's it's pretty cool, you know, just getting the regular gigs, working as a comic, doing the like every the Saturday. Thing. Yeah, pretty much until the end of time. Yeah, that's right. You know. Yeah, yeah. So any given Saturday, go see Justin at Broadway <laughs> Comedy Club. Well, not really any given Saturday, you know. Text me if you, you know, you got my number and I'll let you know. So Justin's like the Seinfeld behind this podcast, you know, and I'm like, and I'm, and I'm, you're Larry David. No, I'm Kramer. <laughs> yeah. Just more appropriate. But Hey, Justin, you want to talk about the Simpsons? <laughs> I, and for, for those listening at home, my hair was flying up and down. Yeah. Nick, you know, you're rocking the curls. As I was saying, my name is Justin Thompson. And I'm Nick Salgo. You've been listening to Hedy Green Terrace, and you still are. We're just getting started. No, we're not. All right, guys. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. So, Boy Meets Curl is the 12th episode of season 21 of The Simpsons and the 453rd episode overall. It originally aired on February 14, 2010. The episode was written by... Rob Lezebnik and directed by Chuck Sheets. It guest stars Bob Costas as himself. Yeah, let's get into it. If it's your first time checking us out, welcome to Hetty Green Terrace. This is a show where we break down an iconic episode of The Simpsons and just try and share the appreciation for it. What else? We, what else do we do? <laughs> well, interesting. This is season twenty-one. Episode 12, 21, 12. Got a shout out to. We were talking about rock and roll oh, earlier. We're talking about great rock and roll drummers. <laughs> we're talking about great, great rock and roll drummers. Got a shout out to Neil Peart. Uh, I believe. What is it now? T- two years gone. He yeah, died. He I died in, in like February. No, January 7, 2020, I believe it was. Man. Yeah, Neil and right before he he got out of here before the pandemic. That's how we knew. That's how we knew that some shit was coming because Neil and Kobe were like, "We're getting out of here." Yeah, there was some shit, man. And uh, a lot of our heroes. I'm not a drummer, but I have an immense appreciation for him and his artistry. You know, I would read about. This was when Rush was gearing up for a big anniversary world tour. They were saying it might be their last one. And Neil is doing this interview and he's just talking about, he's like, yeah, I'm still practicing because I'm still getting better. Yeah. He was always getting better, but he also played the same notes every night after night. He's just a different kind, you know, where someone really conjures something unique out of an instrument. He's just, he's a total machine in the best Mm -hmm. way. He said that playing a rush show is like running a marathon while solving equations. Right. Anyway, we're talking about The Simpsons season 21 episode. Wait, 2112. Whoa, speaking of 2112, I feel like we got to mention we were talking about 
We were talking about Rush before. We're going <laughs> to talk about Rush again. So, Did we, we, what's the interesting thing about this episode is it's season 21, which by that point, you know, uh, in like Simpsons lore, for anyone who's paying attention, they'll really say it's like seasons three through nine See, uh, are like the the only ones that are like really worth watching front to back. Every episode is really good. But and then every every other season you kind of have to find some diamonds in the rough and yeah. then especially going back there's some there I'm sure there are some seasons where every episode is bad but there are there's good, good episodes. episodes later and this one I think is a really fun episode. Yeah, it's a great episode. I kind of I suggested this one to Justin. I was like, "Oh, this is cuz I don't even think that this is on the list." Not on every list because if you Google like best new Simpsons episodes, I don't think that this one's on every list, but it's really fun. I think it's great. I forget how the first time I watched it, but I've been watching this episode for a while now, like a couple years I've known about this one. And for those of you at home, when we prepare for an episode of this show, we we tend to watch the episode at least twice to just kind of get in there and dig around have a sample you got to go back for seconds yeah and if you really want to know the app yeah well then the title the title screen when it first comes up in the later seasons you have different things flying by you have like crows and then this is uh chitty chitty bang bang chitty chitty bang bang Yeah, you see the family in the car they just fly up on the screen then it cuts ahead Mm -hmm. and then the couch gag is it's a tarot reading. We see a uh, hand place five cards on the table. The first card is the King of Cups, and it has Homer. The second card is the Queen of Cups, and there's Marge. The Death card in the center is Maggie. Then you have the Fool, which is Bart, and then the High Priestess, Lisa. Yeah. And then cuts back. Grandpa sees the Death card, and he like, freaks out. He yells. He turns the card around at the tarot reader, and then she falls dead on the table, and he sighs in relief. Mm-hmm. Did we get it? Yeah, I think we got it. Nick, have you ever had your tarot read? Um, yeah. I I think I have like twice. Yeah, what did it say? Well, it was hard to really tell because I don't think it was a real tarot deck. She was using Uno emoji cards. Oh, uh, yeah. My tarot card was the Prince of Simpsons podcast. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spot on. Yeah, there was just like this picture of like this like really cool looking dude mm-hmm. and he had a six pack and he was like so that was me and you're hanging out with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so this dude's gonna come into your life yeah all right so um the episode begins marge is getting ready for date night she's in the bedroom with the kids and she's w- what's lisa doing she's like helping her put something on put it on like cologne or something mm-hmm. and, and she tells bart to tell her that she doesn't look fat in this dress and then cut to the power plant and Homer's doing the same exact thing, but with Lenny and Carl and Carl's is like, you don't look fat. And he's like, Oh Carl, like you lie, but I love it. And then, <laughs> then Mr. Burns comes in. He tells the three of them that there's a leak in the plant and that they have to stay late. And, but Mr. Burns has a date. Yeah. He's wearing a little tux. He's like, he, I forget who she is, but she's like some like royalty from like, old royalty and that's that's his date 
Yeah, I love but that. Homer has to go fix this leak in the power plant. Yeah, I love the concept of this, like date night. You know, like every person is on a date at the same time, and Lenny says, <laughs> "Date night. <laughs> it's the embalming fluid that keeps mummies of a marriage fresh." Um, <laughs> Lenny says, "Date night. It's the embalming fluid that keeps the mummy of a marriage fresh after the heart and brain have been pulled out through the nose." And Carl says. <laughs> I never should have gave you that Egyptology book. Yeah, it's Carl. Homer comes home late, and Marge is sitting there in her dress and looking all. Uh, th- we have to say it again. Marge is looking good. Marge is a cutie. We always have to mention when she's Marge wearing a going. dress. It's it's an orange dress, I believe. It's a reddish, or is it a red dress? Is that my thing? Is this like I'll never be able to marry Marge? Yeah, no woman will ever live up to that unrealistic standard of the perfect woman. Yeah. Wow. All right, we got to stop recording. I need some therapy. (laughs) (laughs) They go, Homer says that they still have time to catch a movie. They go to the movie theater. It's noisy. And then as soon as they see that the the movie starring Ben Ben Affleck, Homer says, we're out of here. And they leave and they drive. They're just driving like on the uh, what would you call that? Like the interstate or or like, uh, I don't know. That's that road with like all the trees on the side. You turnpike. Know? The turnpike. <laughs> yeah. You a, know, it, an old fashioned turnpike. I they're can... not just driving down the streets of Springfield. They're trying to they're they're going out looking for something and they find a skating rink, an ice skating rink and called skates and such ice rink. And there's a sign that says Thursday clockwise night. I like that before they got on the date, when Homer apologizes to Marge and he says he has a date that'll make a walk on the beach look like a punch in the face. <laughs> and I got to just mention it because on our last episode in Maggie Makes Three, they have a date where they take the walk on the beach. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're kind of calling back to that a little bit. And there's another funny part when Homer and Marge are in the car where Homer says, how about bromance? And then Marge says, it's not the same. And he's like, dude. And she's like, I'm not a dude. I'm a hottie. <laughs> Justin liked those jokes. I like those jokes. You didn't care for them? They're a little like season 21 for me. So they show up to the skating rink. And then when they enter, they're told there's no skating tonight. Because they're curling instead. There's a curling league that's playing curling. Yeah. And Justin's going to explain to you guys what curling is. <laughs> all right sure we're gonna get into curling so curling as this episode explains you know we've all seen them pushing the stone around the ice with the broom not even wearing skates what are they doing those idiots well here i've looked up some following terms and definitions to help make sense of curling for you there's women's men's and mixed curling in the episode we see margin homer do mixed curling women's men's and mixed curling yeah, Nick, how do you get your hair so curly? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> All right, then tell me. <laughs> there you have it. I just showed you. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get keep, come on, keep telling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The curls look great. Well, I'm in the gym doing curls, you know? Yeah, I'm in the gym doing girls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we've got some terms of curling now you understand so the brushes the device used to sweep they apply a, a spray of water onto the ice so that it slides 
and then they use the brushes to control the speed and the direction to push the stone into the target taking turns with the other team and they score points based on closeness to the center and how many land when was curling invented first event in 1924 relatively new well when did humans invent the ice rink look at this it's a whole thing it's a whole thing apparently popular in canada this episode uh came out in 2010 the writers wanted to come up with an episode to air during the time the winter olympics did in canada and then they came up with the idea for curling so marge and homer could play together that's why they're doing mixed curling that's the point i was trying to make the whole damn time so curling is a cool sport because we have men and women playing together but it's also kind of like i guess i you know i i don't really like this idea of marge being the like she's very good at sweeping therefore she's the sweeper right there's something like i get it but also at the same time like you know as we discussed in our episode brush with greatness marge is a lot more talented than she gets credit for and she sacrifices so much of herself for her family so to see her excel and be really good at this is exciting to see you because and it also is in a way that brings homer and marge closer together yeah so yeah it's kind of lame that it's just like a sweeping thing yeah not a great joke look at how low these guys get to the ground when they throw the curl well you're on ice you know you gotta like think how you have to toss this thing but you're standing on ice you could slip and bust your ass if you don't assume the right posture i don't think that they have to wear ice skates though that's what i'm saying they're on the ice in their shoes so they can stand and walk on it and maneuver the broom yeah it's wild yeah that's why when homer and marge get to the ring there's like no skating there's no skates anywhere because and they're like oh they're here to clean the ice on a saturday night no it's curling it's just uh, they spray down the ice, no skating. Yeah, because I suck at skating. You suck at ice skating? He I saw w- me. <laughs> he saw me on the roller skates, man. Oh yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty tough to see. <laughs> tough? Yeah, man. Because I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a good joke for everybody. You know, you should have seen me gliding out there. I was beautiful. I'm not very good on at coordination. How do you play the drums? I just pissed off a bunch of drum teachers, you know? I don't know how I play the drums. I honestly couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty uncoordinated outside of that? Yeah, very. I'm just a very awkward person. I think that that that's like the thing, you know? It's like a hand-eye coordination thing. Did you, did you ever play sports growing up? No, really. No? I can, like, throw a baseball. We can, like, play a game of catch. That would be like a really bonding experience. I could play softball pretty well. I could play t-ball like a motherfucker. Dude. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a little too hard for me. <laughs> uh, um, throw it underhand. All right, we'll hit the batting cages after this. Yeah. Let's go. All right. All right. I know I've been to a batting cage. Like, you didn't, like when a ball comes at you, like 40 miles an hour is like pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. So this is like, wait, these guys are like hitting like 90 to 100 mile per hour fastballs sometimes. And they're like hitting home runs with them. That's very impressive. I think I got 
I think I got good at skating just because there wasn't much to do uh, where I grew up. So one of the few things you could do as like a young teen or even probably younger than that, you know, your folks would just drop you off at the skating rink and you'd spend, you know, your Friday or Saturday hanging out there. Yeah. And then they'd come pick you up <laughs> when they closed. Mm -hmm. That was like a regular thing just because, again, there was so few options for things to just go and do as a adolescent and yeah i guess i got pretty good i never learned how to skate backwards though me neither all right so anyway, you also didn't learn how to skate forwards dude there's uh they're curling they're curling and they go onto the ice to give it a shot and then they get asked to join the team and then the team is ran by seymour and agnes skinner after they agree to let marge and homer play they turn to chief wiggum and his wife and say all right you're off the team Right. And Wiggum and his wife are in these tight, like professional, like Olympic style bodysuits. Again, to draw a parallel to our last episode, on the last episode, we talked about Homer getting his job at the bowling alley and the uncle fires Barney to bring Homer in. The right. Homer, like, kind of has this monologue about curling and he gets really enthusiastic. And my favorite line in this scene is Marge <laughs> says, this is what you like when you don't drink. <laughs> uh, it's really long. I'm not going to try and do his voice. It's like not that good of a monologue. But the point is you hear him speak really clearly and he articulates. And it's yeah. a rare to hear him you know, say that. So yeah. then uh, we, we get to the next scene. Six weeks pass by. We see a, the font says six, six weeks later. And this is when Skinner shows up to their house. Says that they're team has been accepted into the winter olympics that they're going to compete for america yeah there's a demonstration match which i guess they don't actually do mixed curling in the olympics i found out when researching this episode but as i said the writers wanted an excuse to send the simpsons to canada during the olympics skinner says to bart like can't you tell from my cargo pants that i'm not here for school business i'm here for cool business another one of my favorite moments in this episode is Principal Skinner says that they're they've been invited to compete in the Winter Olympics, and Homer says, "There's a Winter Olympics," and then we see Homer's imagination, and it's Santa Claus is doing a dive off one of the high diving boards, and he like goes into like the pool is like ice yeah. on the surface, and he cracks the ice, and. Uh, like uh, the penguins or the judges, <laughs> the thing there are scorecards. And then we come back to reality and then Marge is like, were you just imagining the Winter Olympics? <laughs> yeah. Before the six weeks, there's a little montage of them doing the curling thing and you just see that it's really bonding for them and it's bringing them together. Mm -hmm. And then you see them riding the Zamboni on the ice with a sign on the back that says still married and it's dragging cans <laughs> along the ice rink. Yeah, that is a cute moment. You want to take a break? All right. So you've never been to Canada? No, I don't. I don't think I've ever been to Canada. Have, have you, been, you? Have you been up to Niagara Falls? <laughs> Niagara Falls. <laughs> yeah. What did I say? Niagara Falls. Niagara. Yeah, dude. I went to Toronto a few years ago and did stand up. It was pretty sick. Yeah. Well, Toronto is a lot like New York, except it's clean. <laughs> you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's it's pretty nice. It's, you know, a large multicultural city. 
and I had a blast. Also, they put milk in bags there. Milk in bags? Yeah. So everyone, it's a whole thing. Oh, right. A bag of milk? It's like, yeah, it's like instead of a gallon, you know, we got their fucking big American jugs. People get boxes and in the box, they're like individual bags of milk (laughs) and they have a special pitcher like that they put the bag into and there's like you know like accessories you have to have your own accessories to drink milk in canada and like little special things that you know you can cut and open them with so you get a nice little spout it, it's weird as hell what about almond milk i don't know does that man. come in bags probably dude all right canadian almond milk let's let's take a look <laughs> we got some research to do so the reason it comes in bags is because the infrastructure, uh, Canada's huge and it's really spread out. So they can just fit more milk on a truck when they put them in bags instead of jugs. Oh, wow. And they have Kinder eggs. You know, it's like a little chocolate candy with the toy inside because American kids are too stupid and they'll choke on them. But Canadians are allowed to have these. <laughs> That's why they're outlawed here? Yeah. Too many kids died eating Kinder Eggs? Yeah. Oh, stupid Americans. Uh, I hate to say it. I've Googled Canadian almond milk, and it looks just like ours. I'm fucking disgusted. <laughs> it comes in cartons? Yeah, it's the same stuff we see in the grocery store. Almond breeze and silk and the other brands. Yeah, so Canada's weird, but it's cool. And, yeah, it's a big country. It's really spread out. But Toronto is a, a lot like New York. And I saw people talk like this over there. (laughs) Hey, it's Toronto. I'm walking here. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. That's it. So you've never been, but you have been is what I'm saying. So Homer's doing the Bonham thing, right? He's just like, yeah, yeah. In the qualifying match, Marge does something really cool where you see her talent at curling when she takes the stone off of the ice and out of the rink and then past the concession stand and comes back in. Yeah. And then she brings it back in on the other side. And that's, and that's like the scoring point that gets them into the Olympics. And when we're, when we're there, we see it kind of go another level. Bob Costas is a guest voice in this episode playing himself and he's announcing the games. Mm. (laughs) Wait, should we talk about the national curly trials? There's the national, curling tryouts and then the national curly tryouts yeah they're just across the street like you see the one arena curly from uh the three stooges three stooges and And you just see a bunch of fat oafish bald kind of guy just all variations on the same thing there yeah and then we see mo from mo's tavern goes ah a bunch of wise guys and he slaps a bunch of them yeah there's not a, a simpsons character named larry is there Who's that guy that sits at Do you the think end Mo? of the bar? But like, the, the, you know which one I'm talking about? Those are just like He's, the, the sad like sack drunks, right? I don't think they really have names. They don't even have lines or anything. They just yeah. sit there, yeah. Yeah, the, the writers have a term for those guys. But he seems fun. He <laughs> so, seems nice. So is Mo the one putting on these tryouts to find his curly? No, I don't know. He just happens to be there? Yeah, he's just, he's just there for the joke. All right. Well, again, anyone can pop up at any time. It's season 21. They've done so many damn jokes at this point. You can buy the series a drink at this point. Agnes Skinner reveals that she was a pole vaulter at the Helsinki Olympics, and this was the summer of 1952. 
she was pregnant with Seymour Skinner at the time. And when she like jumps up to go over the bar, you see like his little foot kick inside of her belly. And then outside you see the foot shape kick the bar down and she doesn't place. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fun. So if Skinner was born in 1952, how old does that make him? 70. Fuck, dude's old. It depends on what month he was born in because it's yeah. 2022 right now. So he'd be 69 probably. Nice. Nice. <laughs> All right, that's some stuff I wanted to mention. What else we got? Lisa has her her Olympic pin obsession. Yeah, we'll run through this real quick. So the B story, and while they're in Canada, Lisa sees a girl about her age, and she has a hat covered in these Olympic mascot pins, and picks one up and says, hey, you, you drop one of your pins. This girl's like, oh, well, I've got two of those. You can have it. But she's like, watch out. They can be addictive. And then, you know, she pins it on and becomes addicted to collecting these little Olympic pens. And it gets so bad that Bart has to kind of intervene. And he says he knows what to do from watching, you know, dad. He, you know, approaches her and, you know, he's trying to tell her to knock it off. And she opens her jacket and she's like covered in pens. And he says, Lisa, your dress is covered in pens. She's like, these are only pens. There is no dress. Right. She's essentially also being scammed by the shopkeeper whose name is Raphael. He's just the guy who works at every store when the Simpsons need to buy something. His looks change over time. He'll be bald. He'll have a hat. His hair will be gray and it'll be brown. But it's always the same guy. Yeah. He's the guy. His name is... They finally named him in season 12, I think. They named him Raphael. Oh, you don't forget a thing like that. <laughs> you don't forget a thing like that. Eventually, she, she, you know, she trades her pearls. And when she finally kicks her pen habit, she's like, you know, Bart's like, all right, now just put your pearls on. And she's like, I don't have them. I want them. And she's like, without my pearls, I'm just a big Maggie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Lisa, we see her busking on the street, like addicted musician kind of thing, trying to get money to buy more pins. Yeah. Nick, if you were to compete in the Olympics, what sport? If I could compete in the Olympics, what sport would it be? Yeah. Bobsledding, obviously. Yeah, me too, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Two man sled. Let's do it. Yeah. Canada, here we come. Yeah, cool dudes running. <laughs> Originally, the writers considered bobsledding to be the sport the Simpsons played, and they ultimately decided on curling so they could have Homer and Marge compete together. But you do see Homer ride a bobsled in this episode as yeah. kind of like a, they kept that idea in there. Mm hmm and seymour and agnes are giving marge a hard time saying homer's holding them back they're like he's trying his best that's his problem and then you see homer like practicing his throw and he throws the stone and it rips his pants off yeah yeah that's that part's pretty funny then the next we go to the the game where marge hurts herself that's right they're in the thick of the games and marge is competing really well at some point a stone like stops short of the goal she brushes hard. Bob Costas is like, what? She's restarting a stone. I've never seen this before. And she shaves down the ice with the broom so much that the stone rolls again and gets to the goal. And then she breaks her arm. Yeah. Hibbert comes out. Hibbert's just in Canada for some reason. And says she'll never curl again. <laughs> They're packing their bags. And she's just like folding the clothes really quickly and throwing them into the suitcase with one hand. With her left hand. And this this joke, like I think, is kind of like lazy in season twenty one. It's just like she says she's always been left handed. She just like has been using 
she didn't want to seem like she wasn't normal. Yeah, she didn't want to seem unusual. Uh, that's yeah. I don't know. I think that's great. Just why not reveal another detail about these characters that like kind of ignores everything that's happened before it and is never mentioned again after this episode. Right. It is kind of a big reveal on Marge Simpson, who, I mean, she's an icon. Yeah. She's uh, she's yelling at Homer and he's like, you're hot when you're horny. And she's like, I'm not horny. I'm mad. He's like, you're mad when you're angry. And then he's like, oh, you're good with your left hand. Yeah. And then she reveals it. Okay. Now we all right, now me and you're on the same page. What? Now you think it's stupid? Hey, man, you're the one who told me this was a good episode. I think it's a great episode as far as the, like the later seasons mm-hmm. is concerned. So that's pretty much the episode. How do we how do we um, wrap it up? How well, do they- we find out that March is left handed and mm-hmm. she can still compete. Yeah. And she competes and they win. Bart f- is able to he creates a pin by taking Homer's mouth. He cuts Homer's mouth out of Homer's yeah. ID. And it makes a pin out of it. It's and like the bottom of his eyes and then like the mouth and he, he flips it over and it becomes this little potato shaped thing with little white kind of feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's got some of Homer's eyes in it. And he says it's fat off the Russian, you know, it's, um, a, it's a rare Russian it's Olympics mascot that, he, that represents sloth and alcoholism. Raphael, the store clerk pictures himself kind of going on a romantic date with this pen like mm-hmm. they go ice skating together and then they're on like a horse and carriage ride and he's like all right i have to have it and then bart gets lisa's pearls back in exchange yeah but yeah and then the simpsons the marge and homer do win the i guess they win the gold for curling yeah that's right they win the gold medal and sweden places second Homer, you know, when they win, he accidentally picks up the Sweden flag first. And, yeah, it's, like, really fun. It's really cute. And uh, and then, yeah, there's a final scene where Homer and Fatov, the pin that's, like, his face, they're doing, like, a little Russian dance together. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. And there's also the moment in this episode oh, with the... Oh, we got to talk uh, about this. The, the Native American woman from the movie comes back into this episode and she and Homer kind of have this really cool psychedelic moment in the episode. That's really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to check. You got to, if you're a Simpsons fan and you haven't seen this episode yet, go watch it. It's super fun. Yeah. This is the most recent episode of the show that we've done. Like this is season 21, much newer than a lot of the episodes. That's the thing. The animation is really slick in these, you know, it's very high definition and, full of detail and they're also allowed to do these kind of trippy fun sequences that just they look amazing even if you know people say oh the writing is not good whatever and it's like it, you know we, we we love the nostalgia and the feel of those classic episodes but i can appreciate that this looks good and this sequence especially homer and marge i guess the family's driving around in the car in canada and they pull up and she's on the street and kind of doing this traditional song where it's just she's singing and it's not english of course and then Homer like sticks his head out of the car and kind of sings along with her. And we see the lines kind of warp and everything get colorful and the sun and clouds change into this interesting look. Uh, there's like a moose <laughs> with wings flies by and then we see birds in this tessellated pattern zigzagging across. What, what was that word? Zigzagging. Tessellated? Tessellated, yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a really fun sequence, and it's worth checking out 
yeah, it's pretty much the episode, actually. I think we, we I covered I everything think, yeah, I wanted I think to we mention. we covered the whole episode. I'm ready to give my rating. You know, so when it wraps up, they win the gold medal. Homer yells, like, take that, Sweden. And then he's, you know, also, like, leans over to Marge. And he's like, how's that for a date night? Mm. Yeah, pretty damn good episode. Yeah, you can give your uh, rating first. I would give this episode three out of five donuts. And they are, uh, what's like a winter donut? <laughs> Just like, they got like penguins on it and shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> a penguin donut. Yeah, it's a really fun episode as far as the seasons go. Like season 21. It's a really great episode from the later seasons. A lot, There are a lot of good episodes or or episodes that with funny parts in the later seasons but that the whole thing doesn't really hold up the whole time this one i think holds up from start to finish and i would give it i mean but five is reserved for like you know the like you know just like the oh you know this is really great and if you want to be bouncing around with the later seasons it's really fun to watch these characters get involved in some zany things that stuck totally fresh new idea margin homer curling it's fun it's really fun and yeah three but three donuts i would say it's three winter donuts yeah, yeah, yeah there's some a few lame jokes in there but for the most part the whole thing really does just stay on its feet which is hard to do on the ice apple cider donuts oh, there you go apple cider donuts with like hot apple cider okay all right, I'll go. Yeah, like you're saying, if you want to check out a newer or a later season episode, which is now like kind of, I mean, now it's like 12 years ago. So what is considered later? It is later than, of course, the Golden Era. I think it's a very funny episode, and it's really paced well. There aren't a lot of dull moments. There's still a lot of jokes. I think I liked the jokes a little more than you did. Like I said, it's nice to look at an episode where Homer and Marge are brought together. It's a great story for the two of them. And the average episode of The Simpsons is still better than a lot of other TV. So I think to us, on our scale, like you giving it a three isn't a bad rating at all. Yeah, no. So I, I, I think you're on the money. But I think I did laugh at some of these jokes a little more than you. So I'm going to give it a 3.25. Wow. <laughs> like that's a donut and like, a, like another donut that's mostly eaten. Right. But there's still like a corner of it there. Yeah, see, I just like to eat my donuts in, like, holes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whole donuts. All well, right. Like, the whole of a donut or, like, the whole donut? Whoa. <laughs> well, you know, there's this idea. Is the whole, like, what makes a hole? You know, is it a thing where there's one end to go in and another end to go out? Or can it just be, like, a surface with an entryway? I mean... Don't get me started. String theory. All right. So what kind of donuts are these? We're in Canada. Poutine donuts. <laughs> For Canada. Poutine holes? Yeah. <laughs> nice. So that was Boy Meets Curl. Before we wrap up the show, as we always do, we like to get into some listener emails. You can email the show at hettygreenterrace at gmail.com. This week, we have opened up our Instagram for questions from the friends 
of Hetty Green Terrace and the fans of Hetty Green Terrace. All right. We got one from Kristen in Brooklyn, New York, saying, what Simpson are you? That's a great question. Thanks, Kristen. I feel like I think I'm Bart, you know? I think I'm funny and a clown. (laughs) But I know in reality I'm more like Flanders. (laughs) (laughs) Just because of, you know... I'm silly. I'm not like a badass. Because you, ha- you have glasses. And sometimes I have a mustache. Yeah, yeah. And, and a mustache. And I love, you know, the Lord. Justin was Ned Flanders for Halloween. You should share that uh, picture on the Insta. on the he- On the Hetty Graham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, who am I? I mean. Like Simpson, I think member of the family. If you strictly family. I think. I probably Simpson relate to Lisa, Lisa more than Bart. Yeah, you would say Lisa. Yeah, I think so. If, yeah. If we're going, which Simpson are you? Yeah, I think Lisa, you know, especially now that we've been doing the show and I've been diving into what makes her great a little more. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've always related to her. And a lot of the iconic Lisa episodes that we're going to talk about, it's like, I got to give Lisa credit for introducing me to ideas about vegetarianism and Buddhism and so many things that, you know, she's interested in are cool. Like, I don't know how I would have gotten turned on to those ideas as a kid if it weren't for the show. And, you know, maybe it took me a while to get older and, you know, develop that interest. But just exposing me at a young age, I was like, all right, Lisa's cool. Yeah. I was thinking about that, that maybe I would be like Lisa, but I still don't really have the grades to back it up. Yeah. (laughs) I don't either. That's where I'm like a Bart as well. I kind of relate to Bart, but if anything, I'd say I'm more like Homer. I'm just the guy, you know? Yeah. I like to take care of my family. I got these cats now. They make me feel like a dad. And it's nice. You're you're working hard at the plant for those. (laughs) I'm not a plant parent. I'm not you, you know, I'm not doing plant parenthood over here. All right. I'm just I'm I just have cats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know, like people are like, oh, you like talk to your plants. Like, no, I talk to my fucking cats, all right? Yeah. I talk to your cats too. I'm like, what's up, dude? <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking today, like, if Scratchy could talk, he'd probably be like, hey, what's up, man? You hey, know? Oh, what's up, dude? Until he's just like, whoa. You know? That's a great way to roll into our next question. Well, if we were to go outside of the family, who would you say you are? Oh, obviously, I don't mean. <laughs> whoa. Uh, we got a question from Annie in Brooklyn. This is our roommate, Annie. She wrote uh, into the show. She says, how do I get Scratchy to like me? <laughs> how do I get Scratchy to like me? Scratchy, he's a funny cat. I guess, you know, you got him off the street. Uh, yeah, I did, yeah. And he he's like partially domesticated, but he also likes to go out and just wander those streets. I think he's just being polite. He came up outside. I noticed his pattern. He wants to go outside and then we don't let him. And then he goes to use the litter box. I think he just wants to go outside to use the bathroom. Well, that's the way he thinks you should do it. Yeah. And I respect that. I do notice that the litter box gets way more full when I keep him in. (laughs) And he's got this like stance at the litter box too, where he like goes to the edge and puts his arms like up on the edge and he's just like standing up. Just, you know, it's very, like, regal, just shitting. Yeah. Just, I mean, he's mm. just, you can't approach him. He's really edgy, but he can be a really sweet guy. 
He's just so cool looking. I really just love how cool he looks. He's so big. Yeah, we're always like, ooh, what a specimen. Look hey, at you, man. <laughs> look at this guy. He's just like this like wild creature, and he's got this really cute big face. So if we're to extend this advice, how do you get a cat to like you? Or uh, I'm like, I don't know, be cool? Yeah. Well, Scratchy's already sleeping on Annie's bed all the time. I know, right? He's already trying to get with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the thing with Scratchy is I just don't really pet him all that often. Mm-hmm. I just let him do his thing. Like I named him Scratchy because he does love to get scratched on his back and, and on his head. And then later you thought, oh yeah, itchy and scratchy, like the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, e- not even thinking about it. It kind of came the other way around. Yeah. Uh huh. And um, yeah, I just, I just don't really touch him that much. So Scratchy, he's a tough cat. Like you said, you don't pet him too much. You let him come to you. So uh, yeah, that's my advice. Just be cool and like let him come to you. What do you say? There are cats that I have to watch myself around, and then there are cats where you can just get all up in their business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Otter, I just get all up in her business. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have to opt for one, opt for the Otter. <laughs> yeah, just hang out with Otter. That's a, he had scratches like you. <laughs> you want to do one more email? All right. Hannah says, how do we become better? Oh, man, that's kind of... That's a heady question. This is a heady show. Well, you came to the right place. How do we become better? Trying every day. You know, it's like being better is it isn't just like a thing that you achieve and it's done. You, you just don't level up and you're like, you know, you know we, we all hit plateaus, but it, it's that it's the thing you do every day. And we all know what we kind of want to work on. And we know the things that we're inconsistent about in those departments. And we will make progress and then we'll backslide. But just like reminding yourself that it's about consistency over time. Just like you were saying with your instrument, man. It's like if you want to be great at your instrument, you just need to play it all the time. Even if you're not musically inclined, you can pick it up. And if you work hard enough, you can figure out how to do something that sounds really cool with it, whatever your instrument is. Right. And then it goes for any craft or art or talent or skill. Or a thing you're trying to learn, you know, if you're trying to figure anything out or get better at something, it's just devoting a little bit of time to it every day. Yeah. And I would add to that, do find your convictions and stand by them like wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Find those things where it's just like you don't even have to question it at all. It's like, yeah, this is this is that thing that I do. I think yeah. it takes a while to find that, you know, it's like. I feel like a lot of people, especially, you know, in your kind of teenage years, you're really unsure of yourself. You don't know what you want or maybe you do. And I don't relate to that because. Yeah. I mean, I, I can sympathize with maybe someone doesn't, but that's also part of to find your conviction. You have to be convicted to, con- you know, you have to like really just like you have to go in you know, then don't be afraid of something, you know? Yeah. Cause if Just you do like a half ass, deep. man, people are going to smell that from a mile away, you know? Yeah. You yeah like, Oh, you're going to like jump in and then you're going to jump out. Now you got to stand up, say it with your chest. Yeah. It's just like, my name is Nick Salgo and I fucking love the Simpsons. And that's why I'm doing this goddamn fucking Simpsons podcast. All right. Yeah. Do you get it? <laughs> all right. You know, um, but you can do it nice too. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you attract more flies with honey. And you attract but, more honeys when you're fly. Uh, no, it's just about passion, you know, and um, that's how you get better at something. 
I mean, that's the drive that's going to cause you to do it every day or that's going to take care or to seek out. Right, because you can't do it every day if you're like, well, I guess I'll do this every day. Yeah, no. Yeah, you like, you no, man, like I couldn't do this every day because it, it doesn't – the reason is probably varies from person to person, but it's like yeah, the drive the – So drive do how it. do you get better? Find conviction, find what you believe in, and do it every day. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Hannah. Thanks. That's it for this week's episode of Hetty Green Terrace. If you have a question or comment or suggestion for an episode we should cover, our email address is hettygreenterrace at gmail.com. I've been Justin Thompson. And I'm Nick Salgo. Thank you. Bye. Later, dudes. All right. We're going to go hang out with the Scratchy and Otter now. <laughs>